Section One of the Rise and Fall of Free Speech in America by D. W. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Rise and Fall of Free Speech in America. Freedom of speech and publication is guaranteed in the Constitution of the United States and in the Constitution of practically all the states. Unjustifiable speech or publication may be punished, but cannot be forbidden in advance. Mayor Gaynor, that great jurist who stood out from the ordinary gallery-playing hypocritical type of politician as a white rose stands out from a field of sewer-fed weeds, said in vetoing a moving picture censorship ordinance in the city of new york quote, ours is a government of free speech and a free press that is the cornerstone of free government the phrase the press includes all methods of expression by writing or pictures if this moving picture ordinance be legal then a similar ordinance in respect to the newspapers and to the theaters generally would be legal End quote. today the censorship of moving pictures throughout the entire country is seriously hampering the growth of the art had intelligent opposition to censorship been employed when it first made itself manifest it could easily have been overcome but the pygmy child of that day has grown to be not merely a man but a giant and i tell you who read this whether you will or no he is a giant whose forces of evil are so strong that he threatens that priceless heritage of our nation freedom of expression the right of free speech has cost centuries upon centuries of untold sufferings and agonies it has cost rivers of blood it has taken as its toll uncounted fields littered with the carcasses of human beings all this that there might come to live and survive that wonderful thing the power of free speech in our country it has taken some of the best blood of our forefathers the revolution itself was a fight in this direction for the god-given beautiful idea of free speech afterwards the first assault on the right of free speech guaranteed by the constitution occurred in 1798 when congress passed the sedition law which made it a crime for any newspaper or other printed publication to criticize the government partisan prosecution of editors and publishers took place at the instance of the party in power and popular indignation was aroused against this abridgment of liberty to such an extent that thomas jefferson the candidate of the opposition party for president was triumphantly elected and after that nothing more was heard of the sedition law which expired by limitation in eighteen o one 
the integrity of free speech and publication was not again attacked seriously in this country until the arrival of the motion picture when this new art was seized by the powers of intolerance as an excuse for an assault on our liberties the motion picture is a medium of expression as clean and decent as any mankind has discovered a people that would allow the suppression of this form of speech would unquestionably submit to the suppression of that which we all consider so highly the printing press and yet we find all through the country among all classes of people the idea that the motion picture should be censored when the first small band of censorship was established six years ago we who took it seriously then expected exactly what has come to pass that a man of the mental caliber of the captain of police of chicago can tell two million american people what they shall and shall not go to see in the way of a moving picture they tell us we must not show crime in a motion picture we cannot listen to such nonsense these people would not have us show the glories and beauties of the most wonderful moral lesson the world has ever known the life of christ because in that story we must show the vice of the traitor judas iscariot had the modern censors existed in past ages and followed out their theories to a logical conclusion there would have been written no iliad of homer there would not have been written for the glory of the human race that grand cadence of uplift called the bible there would have been no goethe there would have been no thrilling beautiful dramas given us as the grandest heritage of the english-speaking race the plays of shakespeare and even today none of these creations would these worthy censors leave in our possession had they their way all new things in the world including the christian imagery and the printing press at their beginnings have been considered as instruments of evil and subject to suspicion the motion picture has had to undergo the same ordeal that seems to be directed at all new things in some communities they do not allow the showing of crime in any form in any motion picture this followed to its logical conclusions would make absolutely impossible the motion picture as an entertainment or as an art how is it possible to portray virtue without portraying its opposite the thing of vice frederick schiller the great german dramatist speaking of the moral of the drama said quote, it is the course of mortal things that the good should be shadowed by the bad and virtue shine the brightest when contrasted with vice whoever proposes to discourage vice 
and to vindicate religion morality and social order against their enemies must unveil crime in all its deformity and place it before the eyes of men in its colossal magnitude he must diligently explore its dark mazes and make himself familiar with sentiments at the wickedness of which his soul revolts End quote search your minds for any story worth telling or any play that is worth seeing that does not in some way show vice in some form the policy of the generally accepted censorship is to approve of pictures which offend no one that is one way of saying we will have nothing in the pictures but milk and water ridiculous insipid mediocrity that could not possibly interest anyone a motion picture of this class would be as interesting and efficient as a newspaper that never steps on anyone's toes and you could imagine how many people would be interested in that kind of a newspaper we believe that we have as much right to present the facts of history as we see them on the motion picture screen as a Guzot, a bancroft a ferrari or a woodrow wilson has to write these facts in his history we believe it as a right under the constitution of the united states and we are supported in this belief by wise judicial decisions in cases where the matter has been presented to the courts in the right way speaking on the clansmen judge cooper said quote, every night in every fair-sized community in this broad land where the stage instructs or entertains each and every play has its good characters and its bad characters portrayed both of which are essential to a play in the rounding out of the moral of the play and without which moral a play is of no educational value if all the plays in which a villain had played were stopped the theatre as an educator and entertainer of the people would become a memory End quote. the foremost educators of the country have urged upon us moving picture producers to put away the slapstick comedies the ridiculous sentimental mush stories the imitation of the cheap magazines and go to the fields of history for our subjects they have told us repeatedly that the motion picture can impress upon a people as much of the truth of history in an evening as many months of study will accomplish as one eminent divine has said to the masses it teaches history by lightning we would like very much to do this the reason for the slapstick and the worst that is in the pictures is censorship let those who tell us to uplift our art invest money in the production of a historic play of the time of christ they will find that this cannot be staged without incurring the wrath of a certain part of our people the massacre of saint bartholomew if produced 
will tread upon the toes of another part of our people i was considering the production of the history of the american people only this last year it got into the papers from all over the country i was strongly advised that this was not the time for a play on the american revolution because the english and their sympathizers would not take kindly during these emotional war times the part the english played in the wars of the american revolution and that the pro-german would not care to see the hessians play the part they would play in the story of our freedom in other words as long as censorship holds the motion picture under its thumb it is in every way enslaved it dares not speak the truth on any subject and therefore must confine itself to ridiculous injurious and childish slapstick and absurd and weak dramatology the moral reformers plead with us to put on pictures which speak editorially against certain evils of the day how does any man dare to invest his money in any picture that speaks against any certain class or condition of people however evil and open to condemnation their works may be when he knows how easy it is for a few individuals to go to any one of the many hundreds of censorship boards in the country and influence them to destroy the property which the producer has gone to great pains and care to build up however alluring the theory of censorship may be to a certain well-meaning people in its practical working out experience has taught us that whatever section or class of the people may feel offended by a particular production their objection is found to have a vote value to the politicians who in turn are very often influential in the actual work of the censors i have already quoted a passage from the veto message of the late mayor gaynor of new york but mr gaynor went even further than this in his expression of legal opinion he declared in so many words that the censorship of moving pictures is a direct violation of the united states constitution because it is an abridgment of the freedom of publication so long as this matter of censorship is allowed so long as in a city the size of chicago for example one or more men may tell two million persons what they shall or shall not see in a motion picture in the theaters of chicago so long as this is allowed so long as even one man is given the privilege over another of deciding for him the thing he shall or shall not see in the way of even the simplest of motion pictures then there is no such thing as entire freedom of speech in that community the press of the country can awaken the people to the truth of these conditions already some of the greatest journalists of the country have been brought to see the light i quote here from mr lewis sherwin the eminent drama critic of the new york globe 
who upon hearing of the efforts to suppress the birth of a nation wrote quote, this is absolutely against public policy against the spirit of the constitution against the very life and essence of what should be true american and democratic ideas the mere fact of the races constituting the population of the united states being shown in an unpleasant light is no argument whatsoever if this factor is to be seriously considered there is hardly any limit to which censorship may not go End quote. again bernard shaw the brilliant irish dramatist speaking on the morals of the cinema in england says quote, the danger of the cinema is not the danger of immorality but of morality people who like myself frequent the cinemas testify to their desolating romantic morality there is no comedy no wit no criticism of morals by ridicule or otherwise no exposure of the unpleasant consequences of romantic sentimentality and reckless tomfoolery in real life nothing that could give a disagreeable shock to the stupid or shake the self-complacency of the smug the leveling down has been thoroughly accomplished End quote. i thoroughly believe that the principal reason for the popularity of the motion picture is that it softens the hard life of the plain people with beauty and sweetness it keeps men away from saloons and drink because it gives them a place of recreation and pleasant surroundings it brings to the poor who are unable to travel away from their dingy surroundings the beauty and poetry of living foreign scenes of people of flowers and waving grasses one thing remember however unimportant or however crude may happen to be the mannequins that tell the story in our foreground beneath their feet are green grasses and flowers behind this is a backdrop of beauty of waving seas curving hills or created mountain tops and this backdrop must express a message of pure and sweet beauty for if we believe we must confess that this was done by the hand of god himself the most beautiful picture ever put on canvas the finest statue ever carved is a ridiculous caricature of real life compared with the flickering shadow of a tattered film in a backwoods nickelodeon says dr e e slosson of the columbia university in an article entitled the birth of a new art and published in the independent on april sixth nineteen fourteen nations of today are the result of the experiences of nations of the past every human being is made up of his own past experiences if all the people of today were really educated and knew the history of the world since the beginning of time, 
there would be no wars there would be no capital punishment there would be less evil from america's favorite sins of hate hypocrisy and intolerance it is ignorance that makes possible the terrible waves of hatred that have caused our many wars and murders inspired by politics religion and all the various other causes this is the reason for the teaching of history we force our children to spend many years in schools at least a few months of this time in an average education are spent in the study of history six moving pictures would give these students more knowledge of the history of the world than they have obtained from their entire study besides these the vast majority who cannot spare the time for this study could in a few hours get an excellent idea of the history of the world since its beginning from moving pictures history is valuable since through the experiences and mistakes of the past we are able to guide our footsteps into the future but how is the moving picture art to express these great lessons of history and convey the morals of the present day contrasted with their attendant vices if it is to be muzzled by a petty and narrow-minded censorship a censorship which can see no valuable message in vice punished a censorship which refuses to have life portrayed in its actuality with its sins and virtues its joys and sadness that we may learn the better way according to the theory of the censors the moving picture producers must slavishly avoid the truth for fear of treading the toes of races politicians and individuals with a censorship board dictating what pictures are to be produced and displayed truth is not to be pictured but a sugar-coated virtuously garbed version alone can be presented in order to satisfy the public mentors of our so-called morals for example the moving pictures dare not even hint the possibility of wrong conduct of the democrats in atlanta of the republicans in a northern state or the wets in another vicinity of the police in chicago of the germans in milwaukee of the irish in another community every time you enter a moving picture theater where films are subject to censorship you are forced to accept such pictures as some self-constituted or otherwise appointed board may allow you to see and your inalienable right of freely selecting your photodrama your literature your philosophy your knowledge of life has been slyly taken away from you now what is the moving picture film ordinarily it consists either of a pictorial chronicle of current events illustrated and explained by a written text or of historical happenings or of stories comic features or some comedy or tragedy of human life 
in every essential feature the moving picture film is a publication within the meaning of the constitutional guarantee the moving pictures are in fact a pictorial press performing in a modern and entertaining and instructive manner all the functions of the printed press now the same reasons which make a censorship of the printed press unconstitutional and intolerable to americans make a censorship of the pictorial press unconstitutional and intolerable the theory of the constitutional guarantee in brief is this every american citizen has a constitutional right to publish anything he pleases either by speech or in writing or in print or in pictures subject to his personal liability after publication to the penalties of violating any law such as the law forbidding obscenity libel and other matters legally unfit for publication but the distinction between this theory and a censorship is that a censorship passes upon and forbids printing a picture before publication and so directly controverts the most valuable of all our liberties under the constitution which our fathers established for our guidance and our protection if the pictorial press can be subjected to censorship by a mere act of congress then so can the printed press and of course there would be an end at once to the freedom of writing and printing the constitutional and rightful manner in which to keep the moving pictures within proper bounds is simply to make and to enforce laws which will severely punish those persons who exhibit improper pictures as a matter of fact there are laws now on the statute books which are ample to punish all who deserve punishment it is simply a question of enforcement so that the creation of federal censorship is absolutely unnecessary it is said the motion picture tells its story more vividly than any other art in other words we are to be blamed for efficiency for completeness is this justice is this common sense we do not think so we have no wish to offend with indecencies or obscenities but we do demand as a right the liberty to show the dark side of wrong that we may illuminate the bright side of virtue the same liberty that is conceded to the art of the written word that art which we owe the bible and the works of shakespeare end of section one